Welcome to the Stories She Sings, where we bring messages of biblical women to life through inspired songs. We hope this podcast will be a place of rest, refuge, and refreshing in the presence of God. Good morning. This is Carolyn Grant with the Stories She Sings. Today, my heart is full as I ponder the worth and the value of woman. And I think of the scripture in Proverbs, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Today, I would like to share with you the story of how that song came to be, the song Far Above Rubies. It was a journey to be able to come to understand my own worth before the Lord. And this song was a great part of that understanding being revealed of how the Lord loves and cherishes his daughters. There was a time when I did not know and understand that worth and that value. I share from my journal, I am a woman living in modern day. Like you, I am striving to be faithful in an ever-changing world. I am concerned about the growing evils that surround you and me, our husbands, our children, our brothers and sisters, our parents, our friends. I know that to be truly happy, I must continually seek for temporal and spiritual balance in my life. I began looking for an anchor, a constant source of security and stability in my life, someone or something that would always remain the same regardless of the changes around me. Someone that I could always count on to be there for me when I felt all alone in this world. I turned to my scriptures. I wanted to accept the invitation of Jesus Christ to come unto him, but found it difficult to believe that he extended his invitation to me. I found it difficult to accept and to trust that his hands were reaching out for me, an individual. I did not fully understand the worth or the value of my soul. I felt compelled to read about the lives of women in the scriptures. My heart began to change as I saw him reaching out for them, one at a time. I perceived the process of each of their hearts trying to accept his invitation, learning to trust him, believe in him, gain faith in him, and eventually come to love him with all of their hearts. I began to feel secure in his love for me as I trusted their stories. These women became my sisters in Christ. I grew to understand that none of them were perfect. Each one had her own set of challenges, shortcomings, inadequacies, weaknesses, and failures. And yet, through the Savior's eyes, I came to perceive their precious potential. As I focused upon the woman in each one of the stories in the New Testament, I began to ask myself, what is he trying to teach me through that woman's example? I came to believe in every case that he was trying to convince me on a very personal level that all women, no matter what their challenges, 
their weaknesses, their follies, or their past failures, that he believes in our God-given capacity to heal, to change, to grow, when we allow our hearts to be touched by the power of his love, just as his love was designed to fit the pure needs of each of the women in the scriptures perfectly and precisely. His love is tenderly tailored to fit our needs in this modern day, in a modern way, in these latter days. Just as their broken hearts and fragmented lives were made whole, through the gift and power of his atonement, our hearts and lives can be made whole in our day. Songs about these women poured effortlessly into my heart as I sat and nursed my baby Laura, as I wrote all the songs on with perfumed oil. And then later, a year and a half later, as those songs were completed, and I nursed Stephen back to sleep in the middle of the night, in the wee hours of the morning, the songs from the morning light began to fill my mind as I would watch the sun begin to shine over the mountains in Kaysville, Utah. All of these songs cheered me on. They comforted me. They strengthened me and encouraged me to look to the Savior as my Redeemer, as my anchor, as my constant source of security and stability in a changing and unpredictable world. I felt a growing oneness with these sisters as I imagined myself in their place, how it might have felt to sit at the Savior's feet as Mary of Bethany, to make dinner for him as Martha, to bathe his feet with my tears when I have fallen short as the woman in Luke, to give not only my last mite to him as the poor widow, but my heart, my soul, and all my might as well. I came to understand Sarah's struggle in the Old Testament, along with the struggle of my own sister who had faced the sorrow and the disappointment and the trial of her faith when she was unable to bear a child. I came to cherish Mother Eve as a real person with real emotions for the sacrifice she made for me, out of not out of disobedience, not out of rebellion, but out of love and a willingness to keep all the commandments in pure innocence, she fell that man might be. My heart is full of the testimony that these, our older, ancient, and wiser sisters, love us, and that they are intimately aware of us, and they want to help us gain faith in the pure and unconditional love of our elder brother, Jesus Christ. Their stories are messages that have been kept that have traveled to t- through time to reach us in this dispensation. And it is my hope that you will come to know and love him, even as I am coming to know and love him, and that you will be strengthened and blessed by their individual testimonies of the Savior's love. These women walked with him. They talked with him. They gazed into his eyes. They saw him smile into their souls when their hearts were confused, weary, baffled, 
or broken. They felt his hand resting upon their shoulder as he nurtured them and whispered words like, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. I pray that as you listen to the stories she sings, that your minds and your hearts will be opened, that you will be blessed with the gift of visualization as you join me in the setting of each story. I hope and pray that you will be able to imagine that you are there beholding Jesus Christ through each one of these women's eyes, that you will feel and begin to sense his compassion for you, his tenderness for you, his kindness that he offers to you. I pray that his spirit will comfort you with the assurance of his love for you. As you listen one by one to these podcast episodes, as you hear each story and each song, I pray that you will come to see him as he truly is, not a vindictive, angry, judgmental God, but as a loving, merciful, forgiving, compassionate friend and brother. These women took him at his word. They believed in him. They trusted him. And they grew in their love for him as they experienced his love for them. The invitation to come unto the Lord is for you and for me. It's not a matter of favoritism. And it's not a matter of multitudes coming running all at once. It is a matter of our very own willingness and readiness to receive him, to open up our hearts and let him in. For behold, he standeth at the door, and he knocks. And if any come unto him, and open up to him, he will enter, and he will sup with us. I also feel impressed to remind you of a scripture that says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We are two you and me, speaking of him, the divine third, the divine power that can bond us together even though we may not see each other's faces, but we come and we are supping with him in these short little episodes. I believe that you and I will one day fall into his outstretched arms and that we can do that even visually as we come to accept that his arms are truly reaching out for us. In my heart of hearts, I have pictured all these tender scenes, but the most tender scene of all is the scene in which I picture precious souls like yours and mine being embraced in his outstretched arms. I can see his eyes gazing tenderly into your eyes and mine. I can see his sweet tears flowing when we stand before him knowing how very deeply and dearly we are cherished, valued, honored, and loved by him with a pure love that will never fail. That passage was written in 1992. 
And when you see how applicable it is, 20, 19, 20 years later, it is just as applicable today in our ever-changing world as it was the morning that I got up and wrote that testimony. Nobody heard it. It was in my journal, only to be revealed to you this morning. I pray that as you listen to the song Far Above Rubies, that you will be able to accept the Savior's pure love for you, the way that he sees you and your divine potential. Because the Lord does not look upon past weakness. He holds us in the vision of his mind's eye as a perfect creation, a pure, beautiful, radiant, virtuous daughter of God. You can imagine that I might have felt a little uncomfortable coming to him and asking to know my standing before him after making some decisions that were not necessarily in my best interest. I've been married more than once. I have a very loving and compassionate heart and sometimes let my heart run away with itself as I had to come unto Christ to regroup and to see myself through his eyes. I remember in 1992, the day this song was born. It was a beautiful day in Kaysville, and I had asked the Lord to give me a final song for a new CD. At the time, it was a cassette, a new album. This was the last song that I wrote. And the, the album at the time, I had named He Knew My Heart. And since that time, it has changed to With Perfumed Oil. And all of the songs and all of the stories that I've been sharing thus far in these first episodes are from that original cassette CD. But I needed a final song, a song that would culminate in the understanding that he was trying to give to me the message that he would have me share. And so, That was the day that Far Above Rubies, that song was born. I'd like to share it with you now, and I would like for you to not only hear it, but to receive it. For it was written with you in mind a long time ago. Who can find a virtuous woman? Who can find one clean and pure in heart? Who can stand before her maker? Who can lift up her eyes? Shining like a star up in the sky. Who will God crown with jewels above rubies? Whom can he trust with the riches 
Thank you for listening to Far Above Rubies. And now I would like to talk to you a little bit about embracing the gifts of our sister friends. I think that as we come to appreciate our own divinity, as we come to see ourselves through God's eyes, through his divine perspective, as we grow in that beautiful self-respect for our own honor as a daughter of God, this opens us up to be able to receive our sisters and their beautiful gifts as well. I know that in my work with women, oftentimes I will notice that sometimes as women, we, we covet each other's gifts we start to think, oh, she's prettier, or she's more talented, she's more virtuous, her worth is more valuable than mine. Today, I would like to now focus upon the gift 
that we can beseech of the Lord, the gift of seeing through his divine perspective and seeing each woman in our life, whether that be our sister or our best friend or a woman that walks across the stage and delivers a beautiful talk, whatever the gift is, that we will come to celebrate each other's beauties, each other's strengths, each other's gifts of the spirit, each other's accomplishments, and that we will stop comparing ourselves and coming out the weaker vessel in our own mind's eye. This morning, I had a beautiful conversation with my dear friend Ramona in Michigan. And as we talked, I felt the Spirit nudging me to talk to her about the gift of Sarah. Sarah and Abraham. Uh, We're going into enemy territory, and Abraham told the enemies that Sarah was his sister, and Sarah was grazed with much beauty and with divine heavenly gifts of charm, not the charm of this world, but just this beautiful elegance and graciousness. And I felt to tell my dear friend that in a certain situation that she was facing, to pray for the gift of Sarah and that that could be her gift too. As we talked, it became so obvious to me that I've never put this into words before. I've never thought about this before, but I was able to see this beautiful gift exchange that as we come to appreciate our gift that the Savior gives to us, that we go to him and we request that gift and we request the gift of turning our weaknesses into strengths. As with the last podcast, Water into Wine, I suggested that we come unto Christ, that we kneel down before the Lord and we ask, what is my gift if we're not sure what that is? And then as we come to have revelation upon revelation and we are tuned in to what we need to do to polish and perfect our own gift so that we can give it back to the Lord so that he can use it for the benefit of all of his children, we remain in a humble state. But as each woman is also doing that, going to the Lord and requesting to know what her gift might be, wouldn't it be so beautiful if we could appreciate one another's gifts that the Savior is bestowed, and that, as C.S. Lewis says, that we would feel to fall down upon our knees and worship at each other's feet when we come to see one another's divinity and the divine gift that the Savior Jesus Christ has endowed each one of our sisters with. I do believe that when we become jealous or competitive or envious of another woman's gift, that it basically blocks us from being a recipient of her gift. We take ourselves out, so to speak. And as we humbly thank the Lord for the gifts of our sisters, as we come to partake and to celebrate in one another's gifts, we celebrate their virtue, we celebrate their goodness, we celebrate their kindness, their sweetness, whatever their gift is. 
their gift of eloquence or their gift of writing or their gift of singing or their gift of dancing or their gift of serving or their gift of ministering, whatever their gift is, if we can come as a gracious recipient, that we can become a partaker of their gift as well. As I shared with Ramona this morning, I said, you and I can become a gift receiver of Sarah's gift of being a divine, sweet, and beautiful witness in the face of enemies, that we can become a nurturer of hardened hearts, that we can become a softener of rough edges, because we can be a recipient of Sarah's gift in the face of her adversaries. We can also do the same with the gift of Clara Barton or Florence Nightingale. And as we studied women in history, we can become recipients of their gifts as well. We can receive the gift of ministering angels. We can come unto Christ and speak with him, speak with the Lord and and tell him, I'm so grateful for the woman at the well and her gift of being able to see the Savior face to face at the well and receive the gift of living water. I would like to receive the gift of living water through her faith and testimony and by acknowledging my faith that this story did happen that it's more than a story. It's a testimony. It's an experience. And I would like to join hands with the woman at the well, though dimensions and thousands of years separate us. I would like to receive the gift of water being turned into wine through the faith and the gift of Mary, the mother of Jesus's faith, that I can also bring my weakness and have it turned into a strength. As we embrace the stories of each one of the women in the scriptures, we can come unto Christ and be a partaker not only of the gift of the atonement of Jesus Christ as witnessed through the testimony of the women in the New Testament, but we can become a recipient of her gift as well. Likewise, we can turn to our modern-day peers and associates and friends and sisters, and we can begin to notice their virtues, their talents, their strengths, their abilities. And instead of feeling chagrined or put off or a little less than, why not celebrate in their gifts? Why not send them thank you notes and and compliments and Tell them how blessed your life is because of their gift. As I have begun this podcast, dedicating it to the Savior Jesus Christ, doing it for him and for the one who might have a need for this gift, it is my prayer that as you hear these songs, that they can become your songs And that as you listen to them and as you take them into your heart and as you sing along or hum along with them, that you can be a recipient of the gift that he has given me in the gift of songwriting. Likewise, I don't have your gifts, but were I to come to know each one of you and to be a partaker of your good gifts, 
I would be edified, uplifted, and my life would be enhanced by coming to know you. And so with that, I offer you an invitation that you will leave your remarks and your stories on this podcast format so that I can know your name and include you in my prayers and come to know you and your specific gift and be blessed by what you have to offer to me through the Savior, Jesus Christ. I would now like to talk to you about the gift of these ministering angels through all of the eons of time, that there are times when we are tired and we feel a little lower than the angels. And it was on such a day that I sat at my computer one day and I just prayed that the Lord would bless me with the gift of sisters throughout the generations, throughout the scriptures, throughout the eons of time that could bless my life that could edify me and uplift me in spirit. And especially during this time when we are and have been quarantining, my husband and I are actually on day eight of COVID, and we don't know how we got it. My husband's had it a lot worse than me. I've just been hit with fatigue. But during this time, I've been able to really focus in on the Savior, Jesus Christ, and pray for the gift of ministering angels as I've had to pray for my husband and be specific in my prayers and ask for the gift of ministering angels to enter into my home when when mortals would not dare to do so. I am grateful for the gift of virtuous women who have lived through the eons of time. I am grateful that we can call upon those virtuous women, those angels who have been saints in their lifetimes, who overcame their obstacles and adversities, those women in the Old Testament who learned to turn their lives over to God and to love Him with all their hearts, might, mind, and strength. And we'll go through a series of episodes on the 12 beautiful matriarchs that I've written songs for in The Crowning Jewel, those women in the New Testament, those women who have walked in the time of restoration and through the Dark Ages, women who have stayed close to the Lord and who have petitioned Him, saints who have blessed us behind the scenes, women like Joan of Arc and Florence Nightingale and Madame Curie and all of these wonderful women. We get to learn about them all and we get to lay claim upon their good gifts by rejoicing in their good gifts. But now I would like to share with you a beautiful visualization. I would like for you to, if you have essential oils near you, I would love for you to grab one of your favorites and to take the lid off and to put that under your nose and over your forehead and over your heart and to get in a comfortable, cozy position, maybe laying down or sitting back back and relaxing in a comfortable chair. And now I would like to play for you the gift of the heroine's welcome, the gift of ministering angels, those beautiful, virtuous women in all of our generations of time and eternity who would like to come and minister to you now. 
the heroine's welcome, a letter from your ministering angels. We've all fought at least one private battle, gone at least one extra mile, taken at least one road less traveled, reached for at least one unreachable star. We have all overcome one temptation, tried at least one tender tear, danced at least once like no one was watching, comforted at least one, one childish fear. We have all claimed one unsung victory, have fallen at least one too many times to rise up and cling to our swords each one of us loved when love was blind this is a heroine's welcome for the one forgotten in the fight the one who stands in the heat of battle the one marching on for truth and right this is the heroine's welcome for that nameless, unsung soul who reaches when her arms are too weary pressing on to the impossible goal. We have all faced at least one small defeat with courage met some disgrace with a smile wistfully wished on least one falling star met least one fiery trial face one of us has fought silent battles on at least one stage in our mind has been an angel to someone at least once upon a time each one deserves a heroine's welcome for that one small victory deserves at least one red badge of courage at least one reward from the one who can see all the times you've kept on trying to fight all those battles to win all those wars when the enemy kept knocking all those times upon your heart's door for all the times your heart has not fallen for all the times with courage endured for all the times your feet have kept marching through all those years with eyes teary and blurred. Yes, you deserve that heroine's welcome. You're not forgotten in the fight. You persevered in the heat of battle, kept marching for truth and for right. The angels give you this heroine's welcome. They sing to you, sweet unsung soul. Their arms are reaching. Yours are too weary to. They carry you towards your heavenly goal. The angels lift you high on their shoulders while heaven cheers like no one can hear. They dance, though mortals aren't watching. They cheer for you one glorious cheer. They applaud you like no one is listening while that God you have not seen whispers one little word that you've never heard. Little child, come running with me. 
cradled upon that one bosom. He whispers one little word in your ear that makes this one moment all seem so perfect. That one word you've been waiting to hear. And he crowns you with this one lost blessing. The one you tried all your life hard to find. Mercy, the word. The one prize you've obtained for loving like love was blind. Now he points to the souls unnumbered, who you loved without question for his cause, never judged that they were less valued, never counted their weakness or flaws. Souls you loved throughout your life's battle, souls you helped to win their own life's wars. When the enemy kept calling, with their hearts hidden wounds turned to scars. You were the one that made that one difference. Your smile the one that lit up their way. One word, the prayer that you whispered that turned lonesome night into day. For this, a heroine's welcome. From small things comes that which is great. On the banner that's floating in heaven, the word mercy, the prize you've obtained. You perhaps thought your soul missing in action. You dreamed your heart a prisoner of war. But the glad tidings the angels are writing. The hero's welcome. It awaits at your door. of angels has not ceased and neither has the creation of miracles. And so in this next little portion, I would like to share with you some of my thoughts on how to claim a miracle. There are gifts and blessings and rewards and miracles that the Lord has in store for each one of us. He knows our every need, our wants, our wishes, our desires, because he knows every intricate detail of our lives. He knows that we are in need of being taught how to claim a miracle. So I'd like to start at the very beginning, whether the miracle that you would like to put into motion is the asking of a gift, of spiritual gift, or of a temporal gift, whatever it might be, a gift of health, 
It's time that we learn how to ask with real intent and nothing wavering. So we are given permission by the Lord to be specific with the miracles that he would like us to claim. And if we don't know what to claim, if we don't know what our gift is, we can surely ask of him and he will give us wisdom. That's the scripture. If you lack wisdom, ask of me. And if you don't know what to ask for, then ask, what is it that you would have me ask for? One of the ways to begin setting a miracle or the creation of a spiritual gift into motion is to make a detailed and specific list of divine attributes that you righteously desired in order to manifest a miracle. Take that list to the Lord. If you want to be a virtuous woman or a virtuous man, you want to feel as though you are approved of God in that area of your life, you can bring everything, every detailed description of what you would like those specific gifts to be to the Lord. Remember that he has said, my grace is sufficient for you. Do not worry. He can turn weak things into strong things. Make a detailed and specific list of spiritual gifts that you righteously desire in order to manifest a miracle. What do you desire most? The gift of faith to be healed? A sense of discernment in the raising of your children? The gift of patience? The gift of healing? The gift of miracles? The gift of seeing souls as the Lord sees them? If you can conceive of any gift, and if you will use it for your Father's glory, it can be given to you, but we must ask in faith, nothing wavering, believing that we can receive. We can make a detailed and specific list of miracles that we righteously desire. Some miracles happen in an instant. We can bring these into the forefront of our minds and make manifest of them as if it were right before our very eyes. Other miracles take time. The power of faith puts miracles into motion. We can begin claiming the miracles we need tomorrow, today, in order to manifest a far more glorious future for ourselves and for our children. We can learn how to pray ahead of schedule. We can learn how to express gratitude for blessings that are on the way. We can thank our Father in advance for the blessings that He has in store for us, laid up for us. If only we will exercise our courage, faith, hope, and optimism to begin claiming them, remembering that He, the Savior Jesus Christ, thanked His Father in advance for those whom he had been given out of this world. That included you and me. We hadn't even been born yet, yet we can also thank him in advance and claim the blessings that he has in store for us. We can make a detailed and specific list of opportunities that we righteously desire in order to begin manifesting miracles. Some miracles are dependent upon the choices of others and the way they choose to use their God-given gift of agency. We can pray for opportunities to open up before us so that we can proceed 
with our work and our mission here upon this earth. We can pray that all the boulders in our path will be removed and that we will be able to see our way clear, to be able to perform our work upon the earth as a mother, as a wife, as a daughter of God, as a sister, as a friend, as an instrument of healing. We can keep a miracle journal. We can write down the date that we put a miracle into motion or ask for a spiritual gift through the mighty prayer of faith. Now we can ask what our part is in the equation, and we can write that down too. We can ask what are the good works it will take in order to help make the miracle come along. And we must remember that faith without works is dead. As the miracles start happening, we can write down the date and way that each one occurred. As the miracles start happening, we can surely take the opportunity to talk to someone in order to clear up an issue with a relationship with them so that if there's a miracle we need in a relationship, that we can open the way and clear the path for a better, sweeter more beautiful relationship. We can ask for opportunities to rise, for conversations we need to have. Sometimes it's a matter of divine timing. We can wait for the appropriate moment and we can pray that it will show up. And then we can proceed with the conversations that we need to have. We can consecrate the gift of miracles to bless as many souls as possible. We can remember the little boy who gave the Savior his loaf and two fishes. He exercised faith and believed that such a lunch could feed a multitude. He performed the miracle and a thousand souls were blessed, even 5,000. We can know that our small offering may not look like it amounts to much, but when our offering is consecrated for the good of the whole, including the good of and benefit of all of God's children, miracles that we may not even know of yet shall be set into motion. We can seek first the kingdom of heaven, which means seeking the good of the whole family of God knowing that all else shall be added unto us. And this means that as we seek for the blessing that we are asking for to be for the benefit of all, that we can be blessed with all that we need. And God will set miracles into motion that will exponentially speaking, bless many along the way. Consider those ones in the scriptures and in your own life story, whose gifts have served to bless many. Make a list of those blessed ones. Thank them for their examples. And again, I turn your heart to the women in the scriptures, to those women who were maybe living ordinary lives, but then became extraordinary women in Christ through their faith. We can learn to cultivate an attitude of optimism. For the Lord has said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. This means that he can assist us in overcoming a world of debt, a world of present problems, health issues, relationship concerns, and we must not give up. We can cast our burden upon him and he will assist us in overcoming our world of problems. We can be specific with our needs, our wants, our wishes, our desires. Do you want to get out of debt? Then begin affirming that by my faith in Jesus Christ, I claim the miracle that he shall assist me in getting out of financial debt and becoming financially independent. 
we can begin changing the present with the prayer of faith and by setting miracles into motion. We can keep in touch through the power of mighty prayer, and through that power of mighty prayer, we can drop our burdens at his feet. This does not mean that we pray once in a while. This means that we cultivate an ongoing relationship with with deity. We keep our divine appointments daily. We discuss our work as a miracle worker each day with God. We return and report to him in the morning and the evening, and even in between. We pay a generous tithe, and that is the promise that the windows of heaven will be opened unto you. We can pay our offerings. This exhibits faith that he shall care for our needs, even as we care for the needs of others. And finally, we can pray in secret. And our Father that sees our prayers in secret shall reward us openly. We can spread his fame and glory, and we can encourage others to claim miracles too. This was from a journal entry that I wrote after asking the Lord, what can I do to set miracles into motion? And I wrote down those 12 steps and I just shared them with you. It's called How to Claim a Miracle. And it is a beautiful faith-promoting little document because it gives me, just even to share it with you, gives me so much hope in becoming a co-creator of miracles and of good gifts and of any divine attribute that I wish to create, I can do so by keeping a daily divine appointment with the Lord and by coming unto Him so often and asking for those gifts, talents, strengths, abilities that I need in order to perform my purpose, calling, and mission here upon the earth. And it is my prayer, and I want to encourage you to believe that you can do the same. It was with the women in the scriptures that I gained greater faith and greater courage to come unto Christ, to develop my trust in Him. I'd like to share for you now, with you now, the song called He Knew My Heart. And this is a song that is about a nameless woman in the scriptures whose example I learned from as she came unto Christ, beseeching Him through the multitudes, reaching through the multitudes, beseeching a miracle, a gift of faith to be healed, and how she was able to accomplish great trust and faith in the Lord, and how that trust and faith in the Lord was contagious for me and gave me the courage to ask for miracles and gifts. This is Karen Lynn Grant with the stories she sings. Child, come to me. 
Somehow I felt he knew my heart He never turned from me Smiled child, look at me The greatest gift you give your broken heart I gazed on him, amazed in him Gently freed my heart of pain and sin I felt his love begin My heart drew near to him I reached for him, besieged for him Trusting him I offered him my heart And when he came to me He held my heart tenderly we consider our role as virtuous women, I want to just give you a blessing and a blend. One of the things that I have done in my business as a massage therapist is to create a beautiful book called Cherishing Hearts, How to Mend a Broken Heart. It is a book full of aromatherapy blends for emotional and spiritual nurturing. And one of those blends is called Farba Rubies. And in closing, I would like to share that sweet little blessing with you. And if you are an oil lover, if you have an oil, you could take frankincense or you could take any oil that you love. One of the oils of the Bible, cedarwood or sandalwood or cypress or jasmine or rose of Sharon or cystus or galbanum. Take one of those oils and breathe it in as you listen to this little blessing at the end of this call today. I hope that you will get comfortable, that you will take some nice, beautiful, 
Inhaling breaths in and releasing breaths out. Close your eyes and just focus on the words that I'm going to share with you now. As I breathe in deeply, the oil of virtue, I bring to my awareness the divine attribute of virtue. I breathe in an honest heart, integrity of thought and word, and connect to the belief that my worth is precious, priceless, far above rubies. I breathe in a sense of gratitude, grace, and dignity, believing, feeling, knowing that I truly am a beloved daughter of God, that no matter what my past has been, I can come unto Christ with faith in Him and be cleansed from all the effects, from all the sorrows that I may have seen, heard, experienced, or felt in my life prior to this moment. I lay claim upon the blessing of far above rubies and ask that the Lord Jesus Christ will cleanse my soul, my heart, my mind, my body, my spirit, and renew all of my cells, molecules, and atoms to return to that perfect intention of integrity, of virtue, and of honesty of heart and purity of soul. All of this I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, through his beloved gift of the atonement, in Jesus' name, amen. I share these things with you and ask that you might be filled, that you might let in the sweet gift of the atonement of Christ, that you may lay claim upon the blessing of his cleansing and healing power, that you might be restored to a sense of your own worth and value, that you might know that your price is far above rubies. This is Karen Lynn Grant with the stories she sings. Join me for our next episode when I share the song with Perfumed Oil. Mm -hmm.